0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else.
1: Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Uh, gonna start off on a little bit of a down note. As wrestling lost another individual this week. Yep, and uh, that was uh, Sarah Lee, who was a uh, one of the winners of Tough Enough uh, in 2015.
0: Yeah, not somebody that ever really made it to the main roster type thing. Yeah, but still, she was only what 30, 35, something like that. I
1: think she was 30. 30. Um, she was 30. She was married to Wesley Blake. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, but still a, a tragic, uh, a tragic loss. You know, 30 years old. She was a personality. She did win tough enough. Exactly. And yeah, Yeah, sucks. It's, it's not, not fun, Mm -mm. but, um, you know, to her her friends and family our our deepest condolences and Yeah. Yeah. Moving on, we had a week of wrestling. We had a pay per view this week. We did,
0: we did. Uh which we will cover after going over after the after going
1: over the mains. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to go through we're going to be a little bit different. We're going to go through our, our main shows like we normally do and then we're going to break down the pay-per-view match by match. Uh, what are we drinking? We are drinking Bamboo XO, which both of us really like Bamboo. Yeah, it's a super
0: good rum.
1: It is a very good rum. And so when I saw this in the store, I was like, "Yes." Mm-hmm. It, it is a higher proof. The uh, This is a 40% alcohol by volume. I think Bamboo is maybe only 35. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I remember correctly, comparing the two bottles, I this one's got the cooler bottle, in my opinion. Yeah. It's, it's a black uh, blacked-out bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: With the silver Bamboo X and yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff, yeah.
1: We're not trying this uh, for the first time on here like we usually do with a lot of our stuff. This is one that we've both had now because I immediately brought this home and was like, I have got to try this.
0: And I've had it in the past.
1: It's not as good as bamboo. Nope.
0: It doesn't have the same... And the, the best way I can describe it is rum funk. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have that. Um, It honestly tastes more like, and this is weird saying it this way because of what it is, it tastes more like alcohol. Yeah. Um, and yes, yes, Jason, it is alcohol. But what I mean by that is like bamboo, bamboo is dangerous. Mm. You can mix bamboo in with like pineapple juice. You know, think of a traditional rum drink, right? You mix that in and you really can't taste the fact that it's alcohol. And you can get messed up quick. Yeah. This you definitely know there is alcohol there. Yeah. Um,
1: so what we it's, did. It's not bad. Don't don't take get it no, wrong. It's, it's not, it's not bad. bad.
0: It's not worth the price difference to get it yeah. versus the regular bamboo. Yeah. That's the problem there. It's not a bad rum. I've had much worse rum. Mm-hmm. But it if doesn't, you can get the regular bamboo, get that instead and take the extra 10 or so bucks yeah. and use it elsewhere.
1: This tastes like rum to me. Whereas bamboo, it doesn't taste like, it, it tastes like rum, but this tastes like your Bacardi or this is something. Of,
0: this is bordering on a spiced rum mm-hmm. instead of just being a rum. Yeah. So what we did anyway is we mixed it with Coke.
1: Yep. And that's what we're having. A little bit of Coke and we're going to enjoy that as we go through our, uh, go through our show today. So, okay. so Cheers. Cheers. It mixes very well. Yeah. All right. So get on the right show. We don't want to go through that one yet. (laughs) So we have Monday Night Raw. So Monday Night Raw, we had the Judgment Day defeat AJ Styles and Rey Mysterio via pinfall. Uh, we had Bobby Lashley defeat Mustafa Ali via submission. This is the first time we've seen Mustafa Ali on Raw for a while. I don't know if he's been on, uh, what's the other show? The the midweek shows that nobody Main watches? Event Main event. like that. Um, I don't know if that's where he's been. Dark or Elevation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's where he's been. Uh, they brought him back to get absolutely squashed by Bobby Lashley. I, and I say he got squashed. He did get a little bit of offense in, so it wasn't a complete squash.
0: And there was a backstage segment where Lashley like clapped him on the back and told him good job, you know. Yeah. Do some, something to that extent.
1: Uh, so we we have a face-off between Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins where Daniel Cormier uh, intervenes via satellite because <laughs> he was going to be the, he is going to be the Special guest referee for their match at Extreme Rules. We have Otis defeating Johnny Gargano via pinfall, Braun Strowman defeating Chad Gable via pinfall, uh, Solo Sokoa defeating Angelo Dawkins via pinfall. And then we get to the damage control portion of the evening. Uh, of course, damage control being Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky. And so Dakota Kai defeats Candice LeRae via pinfall. Eosky defeats Alexa Bliss. And that was Monday Night Raw. There was a few backstage segments and that kind of stuff. Dexter Loomis is terrorizing poor Miz. Yes, it's great. Uh, And it is amazing.
0: Um, Moving on to Wednesday night, Dynamite kicked off the show with Wheeler Wheeler Yuta versus MJF. Uh, It was a really good match at the end. Of course, MJF wins. Uh, Yuta screams at him to shake his hand, you know, ring of honor, coat of honor thing. Uh, MJF goes to shake his hand, and, you know, all of us were sitting here and we're like, oh, he's going to kick him in the nuts. No, he actually went to shake his hand, and then Lee Moriarty attacked Yuta from the back. Then Stokely Hathaway gets on the ring apron and gives MJF the ring and it's like, screaming at him, hit, hit him with it, hit him with it. And so then old William Regal stands up, reaches in his pocket, pulls out his brass knucks, starts walking to the ring.
1: He makes a show. Yeah. He he doesn't put his brass knucks on until he gets to the ring, but he makes a show of pulling them out, putting them on, and then stepping in, and everybody just runs away. Everybody
0: scatters except MJF, and MJF kind of circles around him and leaves. Um, If this is going to be some character development on MJF's part, I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The second match of the night was uh, MJF versus uh, Wheeler Yuta. Uh... But they had changed clothes, so they looked like Darby Allen and Jay Lethal. Because we had another really good match that ended with Darby Allen winning and observing the code of honor. But Jay Lethal's, uh, what was it, Uh, Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh came down, and they're screaming at Lethal to don't do it, to hit him, to attack him. And Lethal tells him to go away and shakes Darby's hand. So, you know, same match. Um, then we had the TNT Championship, which was uh, MJF versus Wheeler Yuta. Uh, but they were dressed up again like Wardlow and Brian Cage because it was the same match. <laughs> they did the same chain wrestling spots. They did the same stuff. Wardlow wins. And at the end of it, uh, you kind of get to see a little bit of a, uh, an almost handshake. And then, uh, uh, the what is it? What's the group that Brian Cage is with now? Called I, I don't remember. Uh, Prince Nada, uh, is with them, and the Gates of Agony came down. They started attacking Wardlow, but then uh, Samoa Joe and FTR came out. So there you go. We then had a trios match. Uh, this was not. The same because it was Tony Storm, Athena, and Willow Nightingale versus Jamie Hayter, Serena Deeb, and Penelope Ford. Uh, The good guys win. Willow uh, Nightingale pinned, uh, I think, who did she pin? Serena Deeb. Um, After this, uh, Soraya had come out. Before the match, there was a backstage segment where Britt Baker said, you know, as the, the resident doctor of, of AEW, uh, you know, Soraya has not been cleared to wrestle, yada, yada, yada. So she can say it's her house all at once, but if she, she can do something, it's always going to be my house.
1: That sounds like a I violation was, to me.
0: But I thought it was Swerve's house. Um, either way, they come in, uh, Soraya comes in, and just starts laying into Britt Baker, so and Britt starts laying them and back. Britt's laying back. So apparently she was either cleared, or she was cleared for this one in, interaction to see how it would go and and all that kind of stuff. And they make a decision. And, and she may or not, something.
1: She may not be cleared. And maybe I should wait on this, but she may not be cleared to wrestle, but she could be cleared for contact.
0: Yeah, that's possible. So uh, next we had. One of the bright spots of the entire week of wrestling, it was National Scissoring Day. Uh, Bowens and Caster and uh, Daddy Ass, all they had their thing. They 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 cut a this is a hell of a promo. Uh, Swerve came out. Go out and buy the Scissor Me Daddy Ass shirt.
1: It's great. It is amazing.
0: Uh, Swerve came out and interrupted a little bit of it. Not like in the ring or getting physical or anything. He just came out on the ramp. And uh, he called out Billy Gunn for next week. So, uh, we're going to have that match. We then got Hangman Page versus Roosh, where Hangman wins. Uh, so, hooray for that. Moxley comes out afterwards, cuts a bit of a promo. Um, then, Hangman, you know, basically he cuts it on Hangman saying, you know, the whole time we've been here, you know, we really haven't locked up. Uh, you know, we need to be doing that at some point. Hangman's like, well, Hey, we're all here right now. We should do it. And Moxley kind of laughed and goes, you're a good kid, but sometimes you say stupid shit that you can't, uh, that you, you shouldn't, uh, keep doing what you're doing. And then hops out of the ring. Uh, everybody seems to think that's kind of a call to all of the Twitter nonsense that has happened between Sammy and Andrade. Which we'll talk about more in a minute. Which we'll talk about more. Uh, Luchasaurus uh, squashed Fuego del Sol. And then the main event was Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia versus Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, in which Jericho and Guevara win uh, due to interference and all that kind of fun garbage. And that was Dynamite.
1: And if y'all didn't catch the uh, sarcasm... In his voice when he said fun garbage.
0: Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that match, too, because good lord at the heat and not in the good way that Sammy Guevara has.
1: So, moving on to Friday, we kick off SmackDown with a Triple H sighting. He comes down, he welcomes everybody to the season premiere of SmackDown, and we kick off the show.
0: Oh, damn. Did Triple H get caught up in some kind of
1: allegation somewhere, and he... (laughs) And now he's having to come out on TV. (laughs) It was basically the same promo. It was basically, (laughs) welcome to Fox, welcome to SmackDown. Uh, I think it was just a way to get Triple H on the show. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Triple H did have a QR code uh, that took you to a follow the White Rabbit thing Mm -hmm. online. We'll talk some more about that here in a little bit. We have Roman Reigns. Coming out and cutting a promo, everybody acknowledges him. Then he's interrupted by a piece of human garbage in Logan Paul. They do their thing.
0: There is no face
1: in this in this match. <laughs> there isn't. There there isn't. But yeah, they they have they have their issues. Uh, Jay Logan tries to to. Make Jay get in trouble, I guess. Saying Jay's the head of the family, not Roman. And Sami Zayn talks Roman down from beating the crap out of Jay for some reason. It doesn't make sense to me.
0: The best part of this was the backstage segment afterwards. Yeah,
1: the backstage segment afterwards where Roman says Jay's always been a hothead.
0: Well... It starts off with Jimmy Jay and Sammy sitting on the couch and Roman just sitting there like they like the three of them were in trouble. Yeah. And Sammy says something about, you know, that he, he he's the one that talked Roman down that Jay was a hothead. And Jay like bows up on Sammy and Call was, me a hothead again. Call yeah. me a hot and Roman just like, You are a hothead. Yeah. <laughs> you know, You've like, always been one. You've always been one. And he's and he looks at Sammy and goes, He's your problem now.
1: Yeah, he's like, I don't want this to be my problem anymore. So it's your problem now, Sammy. That leads us to the main event. I'm going to go ahead and talk about the main event. It was New Day and Braun Strowman versus the Usos and Sammy Zayn. The Usos and Sammy, well, Jay and Sammy start getting into it outside of the ring, which causes them to lose to New Day and Braun Strowman. I'm actually kind of interested to see where that goes with the Me whole too. Roman storyline. That, that's a cool development. Uh, but yeah, that match was was what it was. It was great. You get those guys in the ring. New Day, Usos, they, they never fail to entertain. Uh, we have Solo Sokoa defeating Ricochet via pinfall. We see Zelina Vega make her return with a debuting uh, Legato Del Fantasma. So that's Santos Escobar, Cruz del Toro, and Jaqueline Wild. Uh, we get another uh, White Rabbit video. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Shotzi Blackheart defeat Sonia Deville and Ziya Lee. Drew McIntyre uh, tries to get revenge on Karrion Kross and fails because he gets distracted by the security guards because they're trying to break the fight up and then Karrion Kross levels Drew. Um, uh, sure. Yeah, uh, like the security guards only attack Drew. Nobody else comes out after Drew lays them all out. But of course, that gave enough time for Carrion to, like. Okay, um, I'm gonna move on. Uh, La Knight, um, beats down maximum male models, um, Mace or I'm sorry, Mace and Mansual. Uh, he informs Maxine Dupree that he could no longer be something he's not officially reverting back to LA Knight. Yes. We get the, uh, and this, in my opinion, was the true main event of the evening and should have gone on. Was it the main event? Or was the Usos event? The main
0: event, event was the trios match, I think.
1: Yeah. Anyways, this is what, yeah, I think the trios match was, and this this should have been the main event. If it wasn't, I don't remember now. It's been too long. It's been it's been a whole day since I watched it. <laughs> we have the Intercontinental Championship: Gunter versus Sheamus. Every time these two have stepped in the ring together, it has been amazing. This was the main event. Okay. Yeah, every time yeah. these two have stepped in the ring together, it's been amazing. I think you're right. I think the the uh, triple threat or the the trios, the trios match was right before this. Right before this. Anyways. Gunther versus Sheamus. This match was everything you want out of big, meaty men slapping meat.
0: Almost everything.
1: It ends with interference. Mm -hmm. Ludwig Heiser hands Gunther a shillelagh, and Gunther uses it on Sheamus for the pin. Mm -hmm. Now, during the match, it appears like Gunther tapped out, mm-hmm. but it wasn't acknowledged by the ref. It was
0: waved off. They said and that he was he was reaching for the rope. Yeah. So, just as a real quick to this, the crowd freaking hated it. Mm. The crowd is so hot for Sheamus right now.
1: Yeah. Like, and it's been a long they, time since the crowd's been this hot for Sheamus.
0: They... Hated it. The end of this match, with the interference, there was booing. And when Gunther won, there was silence. Mm. SmackDown went off the air to a dead crowd.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which, this match didn't deserve that ending. Mm -mm. I'm okay with Gunther winning.
0: Yeah, I'm fine with Gunther winning. I think Sheamus deserves that IC title. It's the only thing he doesn't have to To be a grand champ, a grand slam, um, and I hope he gets it during this feud. Um, you didn't want to get him here. That's fine, yeah. but he needs to get it somewhere. Uh, we move on to Rampage. Rampage was Rampage was two hours this week, but Rampage was one, and then there was an hour of Battle of the Belts. Sure. Um, we kicked off with Blackpool Combat Club versus Roosh and Private Party, and it was Moxley, Claudio, and Wheeler. Um, yeah, BCC wins. We then had Varsity Blondes versus Tony Neese and Josh Woods, where Tony Neese and Josh Woods won. This was a terrible match. Uh, Anna Jay and Ty Mello versus Madison Rain and Sky Blue. Anna Jay and Ty Mello win. Then the main event, which the main event here was supposed to be Ten versus Andrade. We'll get to that. It ended up being Death Triangle versus Dark Order for the trio's titles, in which Rouge gets involved. Jose and Rouge get involved to give Pac the uh, ring hammer. He uses it to hit uh, Alex Reynolds in the head, and then they win. I hated the the ending of this match so much that I turned off. I did not watch Battle of the Belts. I am voting for what I want to see with my view. And granted, I get it. I'm not in the demographic anymore. Um, so and even at that, I'm just one person out of you know, hundreds of thousands, millions. But I mean, I'm still gonna be that guy that says, Look, I this is dumb. No.
1: I mean, I do feel sometimes like we're the old men yelling at clouds.
0: I feel that way too. Um,
1: um, we're we're just, the Jim Cornettes because we're disconnected. Yeah, and and no, we're not like Jim Cornet.
0: No. But just as a just as a quick to finish up, I will cover what happened on belt battle of yeah. the belts. Uh, Trent Breda versus Pac for the All Atlantic. Pac wins, uh, in which he cheated in that match too. Ah, uh, Jade Cargill, yeah, Jade Cargill versus Willow Nightingale. Jade wins. I'm tired of Jade completely. Uh, mm-hmm. Then FTR versus Gates of Agony for the ROH titles. FTR wins. That was battle of the belts.
1: So, to to go back, I, I feel like we're the old men yelling at clouds. We're very clearly the uh, underdog or or the the minority the minority when it comes to. Uh, uh, everything going on.
0: Yeah, because like we hate MJF.
1: Yeah, we we hate MJF. We hate these dusty finishes, and it seems like the at least the internet wrestling community loves all of it, and we're just over here like. But it's bad. Mm-hmm. Like I don't hate MJF as a person. I don't know MJF as a person. Right. But I hate his lack of growth, he is doing the same storylines mm-hmm. that has happened since Cody, which was his first yeah. major feud.
0: If this weird, uh, was gonna observe the code of honor, but got turned away by the firm, you know, if, if that leads to something, cool. I'm, I'm all for it. Please bring it. Cause there needs to be something there. Yeah. Um, AEW was just, the matches were good. The endings were awful. Mm -hmm. In almost every match this week, the endings had some form of interference, which is doing one of two things. It's doing two things, really. It's making me not care. Yep. And even if I did care, it's making me think, AEW needs to fire all of their referees. All of them. Mm -hmm. Aubrey, down. Every referee needs to be fired from AEW, period. Yeah, Because they are, without a doubt, the worst referees in any sport. If if we're taking wrestling as a sport, right? Mm -hmm. If umpires in baseball, referees in football or soccer are you know, hockey or any of that kind of stuff, if they missed the amount of stuff that AEW referees miss, fans would burn stadiums to the ground.
1: Yeah. It's terrible. And it has just become accepted that the referees don't see, and you can have that occasionally. It's fine as an occasional thing for a heel. Like,
0: I get heels cheat; That's kind of what makes them heels, right? But at the end of the day a heel still has to stand on their own Mm -hmm. or you have to have some payoff where their usual cheating tactics can't come into play and they just get absolutely decimated. Yeah. You know, back in the, like, like the old school cage matches, right? Mm -hmm. Which they have completely ruined at this point. And we're putting them in a steel cage and no one can get involved. Anytime a steel cage happens, somebody's getting involved. Yeah. And then they all, well, it's a steel cage. There's no disqualifications. The referee can't do anything. The cage was supposed to be there. Stop that.
1: Throw in a disqualification clause.
0: You know, it, there there are tons of things that can be done. Uh, you know, and, you and I discussed the other night that, hey, here here's a good idea. The next time a match ends in a DQ, in what should have been a DQ if there Mm -hmm. was a competent ref, you have Tony Khan come out. Tony Khan just says, you know, look, I don't like coming on TV or anything, but this has become a problem in AEW. So, congratulations to whoever the winner is, right? But effective immediately. Anybody who gets involved in a sanctioned match, the person that is getting involved, not the wrestlers, because that creates a weird, somebody can get involved and be like, ha-ha, I got involved to get you in trouble. The person who gets involved will be suspended for 30 days and fined $25,000, and then he just walks away. And then you have people like all these faction guys that are like, oh, my God, what do you mean? And then have somebody test it. Like the next week, let's have somebody from the firm. It can be one of the ass boys. They don't matter. Yeah. MJF's in a match. Colton Gunn gets involved and causes MJF to win. Uh, And then I think you mean Colton Ass. Colton Ass. Yeah, there we go. He gets involved and causes MJF to win. Immediately after the match, I don't think we need to have Tony do it, but we can have Tony Siobhan. We can have JR. You can have Excalibur. You can have somebody. Say, um, we just got word from Tony who was watching on the monitor backstage. Uh, Colton Gunn, you are suspended and will be fined $25,000. And then you have security come out and escort him away. And have the camera follow them as they take him to the back. And you can even be cheesy with it if you want to. As they take him back and throw him out the back door.
1: Yeah, have him escorted. Because you know, WWE's done this before. Have him escorted, where escorted off to the premise escorted to the door.
0: And, you know. And then... You know, you just have MJF standing in the ring like what the hell just happened and you have Austin uh ass you're like dude. <laughs> and then yep. you can cut to the backstage and have Billy just laughing his ass you know laughing like crazy. I told those kids, you know. Yeah. It's not the first time. I remember my first time getting thrown out of an arena, you know. You can make it a little bit of a funny story part there if you need to, but you can you create that
1: hey, Tony isn't joking with this crap. There's ways that you can set up distractions to where the ref doesn't look like a complete moron. Mm -hmm. WWE did it Friday night with the Sheamus-Gunter match. Yeah. They slid in the shillelagh. They didn't come out until the end. Yeah. They, They slid in the shillelagh when the ref had her back turned when she was looking at some of the stuff going on outside. Fair enough. And then and you could see that she knew what was about to happen. But this was more of a, okay, WWE needs to work on training with her. Mm -hmm. Uh, But she was like, somebody grabbed her leg or something outside the ring, and that allowed Gunther to hit Sheamus with the shillelagh. Mm -hmm. And that's how it should be, because she turned away before the hit. She wasn't staring directly at the hit.
0: Which is what AEW and tends to do. They're looking straight at the interference and instead
1: of throwing them out, causing the DQ, whatever, they just and You shouldn't do that. Look, I'm I'm gonna say something that could be controversial here. Because this is gonna affect a lot of AEW personnel, some are who at the top who are at the top of the card. If they are not good enough to structure their match in such a way that the ref is not looking at them when they're doing whatever the cheating thing that they're doing is, Mm -hmm. then they're not good enough to be on national television. You are a thousand percent right. And that goes for people as high up as Kenny Omega, Mm -hmm. the Young Bucks, if they're not good enough to structure the match that way. Like,
0: I enjoy having an alternate style to the wwe style there are points it's getting better but there are points still where wwe is scripted Mm -hmm. like i feel like you could go backstage and flip through a full script of the show yeah like you could if you were watching a sitcom or a drama aew is the exact opposite of that they basically say All right, so this is the these you two guys are gonna have a match, and they're just like, "All right, cool, we'll wing it." Yeah, Uh, maybe in some cases that works, but in other cases you end up with what looks like a really decent match that just falls flat. Um, and that's the main thing that I wanted to talk about with AEW as a whole this week was just six months ago. You know, we're sitting here talking about how WWE is awful. We st- I stopped watching WWE. You can go back and listen to our back catalog. You'll hear me say that. I quit watching Raw and SmackDown. I was just watching Dynamite and Rampage. I'm getting to the point now where I'm about to start doing the opposite. I've been really involved in Raw and SmackDown. They have been really good. And Dynamite and Rampage have just been kind of hot garbage. Like, the yeah. only reason I'm watching Dynamite, really, is because we all watch it up here together, and it's just fun for the whole group to... To watch and, to, and laugh to sh- about it, to shit on it, yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, if we start doing a game or something like that on Wednesday nights, we're gonna just go back. It's gonna be background noise at this point.
1: Background noise, or even muted, depending yeah. on what we're playing.
0: So that's really kind of what I want to talk about with AEW. Um, WWE, really? Uh, you got something
1: on AEW? We we definitely have to address. Oh a yeah, on Broadway Sammy. So earlier this week. We Monday, Tuesday of this week, was Monday. we started seeing tweets from Andwa, Andrade Andwade? 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 Andwade. <laughs> Andrade, and Sammy mm-hmm. going back and forth, feuding. Mm-hmm. Tuesday comes around. They both show up at the arena. Wednesday. No, Tuesday. Was it Tuesday? It happened. The, the warning happened Tuesday. Okay. So they both show up. They're both spoken to, and Andrade is told starting a fight will not get you out of your contract. At least this is the rumors, you know. Uh, So Wednesday comes around. Andrade is waiting for Sammy. Depending on which reports you believe, because I've I've seen a couple different reports now, and the pro-Andrade crowd is saying that Sammy pushed Andrade, and Andrade swung. Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened, and I'm not going to speak beyond... That's, you know, the report is that Sammy pushed, but there's also reports that this was all on Andrade. Andrade swung. Regardless of how it started. Both
0: reports said Andrade Andrade
1: swung. Yeah. Andrade swung. He was sent home.
0: Yep. And then Sammy was in the main event at Dynamite.
1: Yeah. Now, uh, as of Wednesday night, the only report that was out there was that Sammy had pushed Andrade and Andrade had swung. Yep. And I even said it. Like I, I'm pissed that yeah. Sammy's still there, and I'm still a little upset. Even if Sammy didn't start it, he mm-hmm. allowed it to continue, he instigated it through Twitter and, through and Twitter kept, and
0: everything, and
1: then yeah,
0: kept badgering with it. Right?
1: Yeah. Uh, you just take him off the air for the week. Mm-hmm. Andrade is at home. Yeah. Uh, Andrade now joins the Young Bucks, Kenny. And CM Punk as, guys, we may not see again. Yep. Uh, I I think we're going to see Kenny and the Young Bucks back. I don't think we're ever going to see CM Punk back. I don't think we will either. Uh, And, yeah, that's that's where we're at. Yep. Sammy's apparently not going to be punished at all, which I don't know if he did anything if he does deserve to be punished. I would have personally taken him off air Wednesday and yep. let things cool down some agreed because the crowd knew about all of it.
0: The crowd shit all over him mm-hmm. on that. Anytime he would start to do something, there was massive amount of booing. Um, there were, uh, uh, you suck ch- or not. You suck. Uh, what were they chanting? They were chanting with the F word. because It kept getting bleeped a couple okay. times. Um, it was, it was bad. Yeah. Like, it was, it was bad. Uh, very much the wrong call there mm-hmm. to not just go ahead and change that match, you know, tell even if you're not going to get Sammy, you know, put Sammy in time out, right? Yeah. Look, dude.
1: Right it's now, too hot right now. It
0: is too hot. No one really knows what's going on. We're just going to change the main event. H- how about we do this? You can do a, a little backstage segment thing of some sort. Where Sammy just gets the hell beat out of him. Mm -hmm. And he can't go. Yeah. That way the main event can be changed. Sammy doesn't go out there. Hey, we'll
1: get you back next week type thing. Yeah. He... I don't know. Like, there's there's so many ways that, that they could have taken it. Yep. And they didn't. Exactly. And it's not like they couldn't have had somebody fill in with Jericho. He has an entire could, faction.
0: You could have had Hager fill in with him because Hager was wearing the stupid bucket hat. Yeah. You could have had uh, Daddy Magic drop in for the simple fact that, you know, he's the one that called out Garcia for being ungrateful about the stupid bucket yeah. hat.
1: Well, and Hager could have been a great backup. Yeah. Because whether you, you like it or not, whether you think he's talented in it or not, Hager is has had some professional MMA fights. Yeah. And then you have the two guys who are the quote unquote shoot wrestlers. Yep. It would have made perfect sense to put Hager in that position. Definitely. And anyway. they went with Sammy yeah. Guevara.
0: Yeah, not not a good not a good call, if you ask me.
1: Tony Khan is an out of touch billionaire. Yes. Daddy, Daddy, my my dolls are riding again. Right.
0: <laughs> um Tony's as out of touch the other way as Vince was at this mm-hmm. point, I believe. Yeah. And that may be a very controversial statement, but I kind of feel like it's it's got some truth in it. Um, now, with that said, last night, because Saturday, we had WWE Extreme Rules. We're gonna kind of go through this match by match a little bit, but there's one thing I do want to talk about first, and this is this is was running throughout the whole night. So during the kickoff show, Dexter Loomis gives the Miz a birthday present. Miz didn't appreciate it, walks away. We get a segment backstage where the Miz is being talked to. You're not on the card. Why are you here? And the Miz is like, I can be wherever I want to. And then Gritty shows up. <laughs> Gritty, because in the past in Philadelphia, there's been a the Miz and Gritty have had a thing, mm-hmm. and Gritty gives the Miz a T-shirt, and it's Gritty jumping off of a ring rope with a steel chair, and the Miz just walks away the yep. first time. Later on in the night, it happens again, and the Miz just throws the T-shirt away. On the third time, the Miz beats up Gritty. And then turns around to Dexter Loomis standing there, who puts him in the silence and drops the Miz. Then helps Gritty up and goes to walk away. And Gritty stops him and then kicks the Miz in the gut and then walks away with Dexter Loomis. No notes. 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we're going to get into the show in earnest. The Brawling Brutes versus Imperium in a good old Donnybrook match. Which, that's the match to start the show. That's the match to start the show, and, and was the match
1: of the night. It was a Hands hell down. of a match. That the match. only booking I would have changed is Seamus pinning Gunther instead of yeah. uh, 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 Vinci.
0: Yeah. Um, That match was... Fantastic mm-hmm. start to finish. It was brutal. I mean, you got Seamus in there who loves to punch, and you've got Gunther who loves to punch. And these dudes just lit each other up. Yeah. All night. Great, great, great match. Followed by the worst match <laughs> of the evening of Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey.
1: And this wasn't a horrible match. It was a horribly
0: booked match. It was a horribly booked match. It was an Extreme Rules match where neither of these women apparently have been through the, here's how you use a kendo stick, here's how you use a chair, here's how you use a bat. None of them have been through that class.
1: It was a very stark difference between this match and another woman who later in the show uses some of the stuff. Yes. Like what the difference was so stark. Not
0: only was this match bad, Rhonda completely no sold everything Liv did. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just like Liv punching Rhonda and she was no selling the punches because oh Liv can't punch. No, I could like that Liv blast Ronda in the face with a fire extinguisher. Mm-hmm. You know, full-on fire extinguisher spot, right? Ronda completely no-sells it. Yep. Ronda gets uh, dropped through a table and then picked up and power bombed through the broken half of the table. And Ronda basically no-sold it. Locks in a submission. Locks in a submission and Liv immediately taps out. So Ronda's your champion again. Yay. The crowd hated this.
1: I have... I actually was practically begging, and you were here, mm-hmm. I was begging for Charlotte Flair
0: yes. to come out. And that says a lot. <laughs> like, we were we were wanting Charlotte to show up, and we've talked countless times about how much we don't want Charlotte in a title picture, we don't want Charlotte involving that way, and we're sitting here begging for Charlotte to come out. Yeah. Um, there was a dude in the crowd at the hard camera who had a sign that said, Rousey's Lousy. Mm-hmm. Um, the crowd is booing the hell out of Ronda. She just, like, blows them off. Yeah. Um, and I said Liv tapped. Liv did not tap. Liv passed out. Yeah,
1: Liv passed out with uh, a smile with on a her smile face. With a smile on her face. That was kind of interesting. Ron, see as that Rhonda's
0: leaving, she screams, cry about it, be mad. Um, I, I, I need her husband to get her knocked up again so that she gets off my TV. The I, opinions yeah. and statements of... That's <laughs> a terrible thing to say, but you know what? I... Ronda Rousey is to me, and again, this this may fall in that category of we're old men yelling at clouds type thing. Ronda Rousey is not good for
1: WWE. I think, and and I said this last, you know, when we were watching the show last night. WWE is perpetually five years in the past. Mm-hmm. Brady corrected me, seven, uh, friend friend of the seven. show, traveler on the omnibus. Brady uh, corrected me that it is seven years. And, you know, but yeah. They are trying to survive off of, with Ronda Rousey specifically, they're trying to live off of the hype that Ronda had when she was the UFC champ, when she was undefeated. When she was the baddest woman on the planet. And, and then she got exposed. Then she got exposed, not once, but multiple times, and showed that she was unable or unwilling to learn mm-hmm. how to adapt. Yep. She then runs to professional wrestling. We're excited to have her yeah, because sure, yeah, it was kind of cool you know, when she first showed it's up. It's kind of cool she comes in; she does very well. She advances very quickly through her first year, and then it gets old. Mm-hmm. And it, she turns on the fans,
0: yep, and not and, the, and not
1: a good way she turned yeah. on the fans. And then she runs away. Mm-hmm. And this was before she was pregnant. Yeah, like this, she didn't go away because she was pregnant. She didn't go away even because mm-hmm. I think she was trying to get pregnant. I think she was just like. I'm not having fun her, here anymore. Her
0: thin skin was hurt yeah. because she was being booked as a face mm-hmm. and the crowd hated her because she could not tell a story.
1: She has gone on record at talking about how fickle the fans are mm-hmm. in WWE. Ronda is one of those people. And most athletes at her level are this way. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. It is just a thing. They've gone their entire lives being told how good they are, how special they are. And then when they get into a position like Rhonda has been, where she's been exposed in the professional fighting world of mixed martial arts, like she's still a black belt in judo, Olympic level, you know, judo. You can't take that away from her. She's supremely talented in that field, but in mixed martial arts, she doesn't have a stand-up game. Mm
0: -mm.
1: And if she can't hip toss, arm bar, the other fighters who've grown up in mixed martial arts are going to walk all over her.
0: Yep. Which is what they did.
1: Yeah. <laughs> then she came to WWE. And Rhonda's unlikable personality as a person mm-hmm. caused the fans to turn on her. Yeah. And vice, and she turned on the fans. Because how dare they not accept me? for this greatness that I am. How dare
0: they not realize who I am,
1: basically. I don't need Ronda on my screen. Mm -hmm. She's not helping WWE at this point. She's not the baddest woman on the planet. Mm -mm. And in professional wrestling, there are several people that are better than her. Yes. Could any of those people touch her up? Not at all. Not at all.
0: Probably could probably couldn't touch her in mixed martial arts either. Yeah, when it comes right down to it, but in wrestling, but in wrestling, yeah, there's yeah. a lot that are better than her. Yeah. Um. So we move from that. We move to Drew McIntyre versus Karrion and Cross in a strap match. The ref goes over, locks McIntyre's arm in the wrist, and then Cross starts beating up McIntyre before he gets the strap attached. Mm. Uh, you and I and Brady all discussed the fact that you know that should be one of those like okay. Matches off, Drew wins. Yeah. You know, you have – Ref gives him a five count to get back and get strapped in cause, so the match can start. Nope, matches off, Drew wins.
1: The um, ref should have kicked Scarlet off of off ringside the, yeah. because the way the match started, he's playing the mind games. He's trying he's, – he's not putting the strap yeah. on. He then throws the strap out, which the ref is like, well, what, what's this about? Right. Drew's like, you're going to have to put it on. Scarlet grabs it and holds it, and that causes Carrion to get yeah. the uh, advantage to start the match. At that point, the ref should have kicked Scarlet out, mm-hmm. gone. Which also, by the way, Scarlet, yeah, damn, yeah, that the what she
0: was wearing was very impressive. Um, it the match eventually, Drew gets control. He puts the strap on Cross, um. It goes like a traditional strap match at this point. There's a lot of beating each other with the strap, you know, the whole thing. At the end, you have Crosses down, McIntyre's in the corner, ready for the Claymore. Scarlet gets in the ring and gets in Drew's way. Um, He kind of scoffs and brushes past her. She turns him around and sprays him in the face with Mace. And which causes Cross to get the, the three count. He he hits the cross hammer, which is if you haven't seen it, it's a worse Judas effect. I didn't know that could be could exist, but it does. Yeah. Um and he gets the three count.
1: Um uh, to another dusty finish, because dusty finishes are all the rage in professional right. wrestling these days. And
0: yeah, okay, it's a strat match. Oh, there's no disqualification, there's nothing the ref can do. But come on. I am so tired, and WWE, this is something that I'm tired of WWE, WWE mm-hmm. doing. They're going to the well too often with this. That wrestler has a, a woman as a, a part of the faction, a la Rhea, or as a manager, a valet, or whatever, that gets involved, and then, of course, you have the face, isn't going to hit a woman, but that causes, then, a low blow, or it causes the mace here, or it causes... Uh, as we'll talk about in a later match, what happens in that match? You know, you have all of this stuff because woman gets involved, and because of that, here you go. I, I am not advocating that the good guys should beat up the women. Nah. WWE has said many, 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 many times that they're not doing intergender stuff. Fair That's enough. Perfectly fine statistically you go out there and you look and you see there's a lot of people wrestling and domestic violence tends to cross over pretty heavily. In some cases, Mm -hmm. I am a thousand percent. Okay. With that. Yeah. It always made me very. Icky feeling when Bubba would, you know, when, when Bubba put Stacy Keebler through a table or any of that kind of stuff happens, it always feels very wrong, but you would think that some of these faces would be like, "Huh, I got to fight Carrion Cross, and he has Scarlet, and I can't hit Scarlet because Scarlet's a girl." Huh? Hey Bianca. Hey Alexa. Hey Asuka. Hey insert face, women's wrestler here. Start a female version of the APA. Can you like- come out to the ring with me and make sure that this doesn't happen? Um this was a serviceable match. It was not good, it was not bad. Cross needed the win because this is his first like actual pay-per-view match. On the same token, Cross has gotten the upper hand on both previous SmackDowns. And then to get the upper hand here, I'm just not a fan of of the that. I like Drew McIntyre a lot.
1: Well, I mean, I, look, we're going to get Drew versus carry in, in Saudi Arabia at Blood Money, whatever yeah. it is. Uh, and I think Drew gets the win there. Yeah. I, I, I think this match is a, hey, we've got to have this contest. And now you have Drew can say, dude, you you couldn't beat me. Yeah. She had to spray me in the face with Mace. Yeah. Which on Twitter, <laughs> dude, Carrion uh, got Mace in his eyes. Yeah. Because he he, right afterwards, he was sitting there rubbing his yeah, eyes. He did. They, they clearly had me.
0: Uh, but <laughs> On Twitter, it was funny because Massey tweeted, Drew got me in his eyes?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but he couldn't. And so that's going to lead to another yeah. match. Is it bad that I can see that, that I understand the storytelling and where they're going to go? No, I don't think so. Nah. Like, there's only so many stories to tell, stories have a certain beat to them. I don't agree with how this was booked, but I enjoyed the match. I enjoyed the show. And that's what I've got to step back. And I'm, I'm trying to do this yeah. as a disgruntled wrestling fan is step back and enjoy what they're showing. And this me. match was a lose-lose.
0: Yeah. If you have and Cross lose, then he lost his first pay-per-view match. Mm-hmm. That doesn't help. Nope. It doesn't create him as this monster. But the way you had... Him beat Drew. I think they're saying, okay, this way Cross gets a win, but Drew remains strong because Cross couldn't beat him without really, you know, quote unquote, cheating. I don't think that helps anybody, though. It definitely doesn't make Cross look stronger. Mm -mm. You know, it just honestly, it makes him, I think it makes
1: him look weaker than if he would have just lost. I would argue that carrying Cross is weaker now than he was when he was in NXT. Oh, hands down. He was untouchable in NXT. And here, he's very touchable. Mm -hmm. Um, Moving on. Yeah, moving on. We have Bianca uh, versus Bailey in a ladder match for the Women's Championship.
0: Also match of the night.
1: This match was great. Mm -hmm. This match was great. Uh, These two ladies tore it up. You, of course, get damage control coming in uh, towards the end of the match. and, And they stated on air that Alexa and Oscar had been injured Monday night so that, you know, Bianca's by herself. Bianca tore the house down. Yes. By herself. She showed how strong she is by pushing the ladder up with Bailey on the other side, yep. you know, and, and I understand that that's not a super like, Powerful move that you have to be. It looks cool, though. It looks cool, and that is what wrestling is all about. It is about looking cool. Mm -hmm. Bianca is still your champion.
0: Yeah, that, she gave, Bayley had picked up half of a ladder Mm -hmm. to hit Bianca with it. Bianca picked up Bayley in the KOD and did the KOD with Bayley holding that piece of ladder onto that piece of ladder. It looked sick, Like, I was like, oh my God, somebody's going to get hurt. And then Bianca climbed up and got the belt. Awesome match.
1: 10 out of 10, no notes. Yes.
0: (laughs) We then had Edge versus Finn Balor in the I Quit match. This ended the exact way that we all kind of predicted that it would have to end. Uh, Edge made a comment, I think, on Monday night where he said, uh, Finn Balor could never make me quit. Uh, You know, the only way I would ever quit is if my family was. And I had to for my family. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Match is going fine. Finn is in, uh, or edge has Finn locked into the, uh, uh, uh a weird leg lock of some sort. I don't remember what it was. I, I don't know. Wanna... Finn has the microphone put in his face and he's going, I, uh, I, and then priest comes running in and attacks edge. Then Dom comes running in and attacks Edge. And they beat up Edge for a while.
1: Ray comes out. Ray
0: comes out to make the save. Ray gets beat down. Uh, Edge gets, but it's long enough for Edge to kind of get back on top. Edge starts beating up uh, Priest. Edge beats up Dominic. Uh, He ends up in the corner. Raya pops up and handcuffs Edge to the ring rope. Then they all beat down Edge.
1: But it took them a minute to get to Edge.
0: Right. So it was it was good storytelling in the fact that they got beat up. Like Edge put them down, but now Edge is is handcuffed to the rope. Um Beth comes in finally, flattens Rea, picks up the key, unlocks Edge. Edge cleans house. Edge puts. Uh, Finn in the cross face using the uh,
1: well, the, Beth knows how to use weapons, yeah. I, I want to make yes. this clear before we get Beth to the Beth knows of the match, how to
0: use a weapon.
1: Beth put on a clinic yes. for these women on how to swing a kendo stick.
0: Yes, she flattened Rhea, yeah. then Finn, or no, not Finn, then Priest, mm. then goes to swing at Dominic. And the kendo stick was broken at this point. Um, Yeah. Dominic doesn't get beat up, but he comes face to face with edge in the center of the ring. And just like, no, man, I'm on your side. Now this has all been a mistake and holds Mm -hmm. out his hand to shake and edge takes his hand and then kicks him straight in the nuts (laughs) and throws him out of the ring. Um, Finn gets, Finn gets speared like three times. Edge goes for the, you know, make him quit. Finn doesn't quit. Edge gets pulled away again. Then Rhea flattens Beth. Mm. Edge gets three coup de gras. He still won't quit. Rhea jumps out of the ring, grabs two chairs, throws them in, puts one on her Beth's head.
1: Sets up to Concerto Sets up the
0: Concerto. Edge quits. Mm -hmm. And then Rhea Concerto's Beth
1: anyway. Uh I really hope that this leads to a match hopefully at Survivor Series mm-hmm. not Blood Money. Yeah. Where you you have Ray, Edge, Beth and AJ Styles. Yeah, versus versus somebody. Judgment Day. That would be awesome. Uh and I hope that it's at Survivor yeah. Series and not Blood Money. That would be
0: I would love to see that. The other thing I want to see is I want to see Edge go full on go back to brood edge like at this point like seeing Beth laid out like that basically makes edge crack edge goes back to vampire edge and hunts the judgment day like I want him hunt down pre hunt down Dominic first right have Ray Ray finds Dominic in the back covered in blood and out
1: Mm-hmm.
0: then hey, do fake blood. It's October. It's spooky month. We can be okay with that. I mean, like, I, I mean, I mean, an obnoxious amount of fake blood. Yeah. You know, not, not
1: like, Oh, he's bleeding out, but like go gallons of fake blood. Go to the nearest spirit. Halloween. Just be like, and I, buy them out.
0: Yeah. I need all of your fake blood.
1: No. Hold on. I think you may have misheard me. Yeah. I need all of your yes. fake blood. <laughs> Um, not some, not what you have out on the shelves. All, <laughs>
0: <laughs> then you get Priest, right? Mm-hmm. Then get Rhea. Yeah, you know, same thing. Finn finds Rhea just covered in blood, and friends like, "Oh crap, this is, this is serious at this point." And have Finn become that jumpy, like every time something moves, Finn's like, you know, trying to see what's going on. We're getting Finn prominently here. And then you have Edge finally catch up to
1: him, and you have Edge maybe while all of this is going on, Finn's wrestling AJ or whatever out, on you know Monday night, and lights he, go out, flames come up on the lights left. go out, flames come up, lights come back on, the refs, you know laid out or something, spear from Edge to to uh, Finn, lights go back out, Edge is gone, lights come back up, Edge is gone, the ref is just now getting to his feet, Finn's laid out. AJ hits, uh, you know, the flying forearm or whatever. One, two, three.
0: Yeah. Or if you wanted to, you could get really kind of horror movie. And instead of laying out Finn last, lay out Rhea last. Finn's laid out. Now Rhea is, because Rhea is the one that did this, right? Mm Rhea is the one that, that kicked off this problem. All the rest of Judgment Day is out. And you have Rhea become that jumpy, what the hell's going on, you know this was all fun and games, but I think a line got crossed mm-hmm. and now we have moved into horror movie territory. Yeah. That could be fun. Um, overall, this is how you knew this match was going to end. Yeah. Uh, then we had the main event,
1: Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins in a fight pit with Daniel Cormier. Mm-hmm. I think I may maybe mis- mispronouncing Cormier. This. Cormier. Um, uh, my apologies to Daniel Cormier, Uh, but he comes out. The match starts after a 10 minute lowering of the cage. Right. (laughs) And I don't know. This match was okay. It wasn't anything special in my opinion.
0: It was good.
1: I, Um, I like that. They had a spot where Matt Riddle actually elbows Cormier and Cormier pulls him off of uh, <laughs> off of yeah. Seth and says, "You do not touch me. You're fighting him,
0: not me." Yeah,
1: you know. And then he and does the same spot later yeah. with with a,
0: with uh, Seth with Seth. the 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 part where Seth climbs up on like the the catwalk above it, and they're up there, and DC is down in the ring shouting up, "You got to get him in the ring for it to count." And Seth's like, "I'll jump off on you." classic fun stuff, right? Mhm. I think Riddle may have broken his tailbone. It, uh, it sure it was looked brutal. like it because Seth falls off the the walkway, then uh Riddle does a uh, senton mm-hmm. onto Seth and landed
1: directly on his
0: tailbone on the ring.
1: Mm-hmm. Seth did not take hardly any impact yeah. from that. And it didn't Riddle's look like Matt took all the. <laughs> and it, yeah, it didn't look like Matt took it right either. Yeah. Like it, it looked off. And, and I originally thought he had slipped when he yeah. jumped. But he starts
0: screaming and grabbing at his ass. Um, And it didn't seem like a stage at all mm. to me. Right. It probably was. Congratulations, Matt Riddle on that part. You, you sold well. Congrats. You sold well. Um, ends with him putting Seth in a triangle and Seth tapping out. Yep. Then, Cage goes back up. The WWE logo comes up in the bottom corner. Matt Cole signs off, or Michael Cole signs off.
1: <laughs> Matt Cole. Matt
0: Cole. <laughs> Michael Cole signs off. And then the lights, like, uh, you, you get the traditional WWE ending scene of the, the whoever won the main event at the top of the ramp, you know, celebrating, arms yeah, up. Yeah,
1: you got Cormier up there. You got Riddle up there. Yeah. is holding Riddle's arm up. And then the lights, lights go, go down.
0: Out. And the whole crowd turns on the, the lights on their phones. Yeah.
1: And then spotlights start turning on. Yeah. Before that.
0: He's got the whole world in his hands.
1: And it is it is definitely Bray's voice. And then the spotlights. The spotlights start first coming on. first one
0: hits. <laughs> and it's a dude dressed up like Huskus the pig boy. Mm-hmm.
1: It goes off. It, almost, goes off. It, it goes off almost immediately. They they were either rushing it or they had the timing off. Yeah. I'm not sure which. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. Spotlight comes on, and it's a dude dressed up like Mercy. No, it was the Buzzard. Yeah, Mercy the Buzzard. Oh, okay. Mercy was Buzzard. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Spotlight goes right back off. Yep. He's, He's got, got the whole
0: world in his hands, and it does that between each of these. Spotlight pops on and it's uh Abigail. Mhm. Or no. No, it was uh uh Rambling Rabbit.
1: Yep. And these these are not like the puppets. These, these are, are guys dressed, dressed like up them. as them. The rabbit was creepy
0: as hell. The other ones were okay. Like, the rabbit was creepy.
1: Yeah. The light goes out. Mm-hmm.
0: Then it Come, hits Abigail.
1: It, hits Abigail, which apparently Abigail was wearing the mask that uh um Brody yeah. wore underneath her veil. Yeah. Goes out, comes back up. It hits the fiend.
0: The fiend is right on the ring apron. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the, ran- the... the Not the apron, the... uh The guardrails, yeah. The
1: crowd goes nuts. Goes Lights out. Lights go back off. While it's doing this, there is a door that has appeared on the stage with light coming from behind it. Yep. Uh, you know, it's got a little wall in the door. And then it cuts to a pre recorded video of the fun house. All of the characters are in there. They're dead, They're not dead. moving.
0: The music is playing, but
1: it's super slowed down. And, like, and it goes to a TV. The TV cuts to static. And then you see a new mask show up. And it's never, it's, I didn't understand what he said, and it's, I haven't seen it's any. It's very
0: weird the way he's talking because he's talking through a, like a digitizer almost, and then there's the funhouse music is still playing in the background, but it's being warped. Uh, there's a bunch of static going on. Um, I thought I picked out something along the lines of, uh, you thought the, uh, you thought they killed me. But I killed all of them instead. Uh, he's not coming back. It's kind of what it sounded like.
1: It, it was. It was because the funhouse is covered in cobwebs and yeah. everything, right? And it it that port that that is the only portion of this whole that's, that's segment only, yeah. that I wish, I wish that I they had. Said. Yeah, I wish they cleaned it up just enough that you could better understand what he said. Because it
0: cuts back to the arena and the door, and then. If you've ever seen I think it's Friday the 13th. It's either 2 or 3. No, Nightmare on Elm Street, either 2 or 3. That has the door that has the the lights behind it and they're spiraling. There's mm. also Hellraiser also has this effect. Um So it looks like there's a light spiraling behind yeah. the door, right? The door all the lights go out. Door opens. And there's then, light
1: behind the door. And then it goes out. It goes out. And then the lantern. You see the lantern. Pokes through the door.
0: Bray walks through. Well, you see somebody walk
1: through with this new mask on. It was on the TV. And he's carrying the lantern. He takes it up. It's Bray. It is Bray. He says, I'm here. Yep. And and blows blows out the the lantern.
0: And that's the end of the show.
1: I loved it. Yes. With the exception of that one spot, I loved everything about this. Yes. I hope that this is Bray reverting at least most of the way. It doesn't have to be exactly grow and expand, but I hope that this is c- closer to a reversion to the original re- uh, uh, Bray that we got.
0: Yeah. I'm hoping it's like, I would love it to be the original, the original, original Bray, you know, the Kate fear, Max, Katie, mm-hmm. that Bray that ain't happening. Um, you know, Waylon mercy, that yeah. type of thing ain't happening. Um, I would be cool if it went back to more of the Eater of Worlds, Bray. Yeah. You know,
1: not the Fiend. Uh, like, yeah. the the Fiend was fun. I enjoyed the Fiend. The Fiend had a shelf life. Yeah. Um, and you could have the Fiend kind of come back at certain points if Bray's struggling with somebody, and, and you know, he reverts to the Fiend. Like, he...
0: personally, I would love to see a story where this is Bray back, and Bray has to fight through... All of the fiend and the uh, the funhouse people
1: mm-hmm. put a you know, put a mask on a couple of people, yeah. and
0: Bray Wyatt versus Ramblin' Rabbit, you know, that kind of stuff. It'd be fun, I think it'd be fun. Um, that was the end of Extreme Rules.
1: The crowd lost their minds yes, when they Bray did. came <laughs> out,
0: and you know, the thing is, like, that was a great show.
1: Mm-hmm. There was very few down moments and the ones that were, we knew they were gonna be going in. So our I you know, I guess our expectations were set there.
0: Yeah, like we knew Liv and Ronda was gonna be a bad match. Didn't expect it, it to be that bad, but we knew it was gonna be a bad match.
1: I, I know that the people have kind of turned on Liv. Mm-hmm. She didn't live up to their expectations nah, as a champion. Did It was unintentional, but yeah. Uh, She didn't live up to it. And I don't think that that's Liv's fault. Mm -mm, It isn't. I still love Liv, and I Mm -hmm. I love this character that she was getting towards the end where they finally let her have an edge and let her grow as a character, not be this complete underdog that, hey, I am the champion. We're going to go into this match, and I'm going to beat your ass. And And if she had been in there with anybody other than Ronda Rousey, who WWE has such a massive heart on for, Mm -hmm. I think this would have been a better match.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, but I think that's pretty much it for wrestling. I think that's a good way to end it, to talk about it. Extreme rules was awesome. Yep. Uh, well, let's step back just real quick. There's two other things I want to cover. Bound for glory was this weekend. By all accounts, it was really good. We didn't watch it. It's TNA. We don't really follow that too much. Yeah. Uh, and second thing that happened was Nick Gage versus uh, John Moxley in a career versus title match where John Moxley loses to Nick Gage. Gage is now the GCW champion uh, because Moxley re signed a five year extension with AEW. And part of that was exclusive to AEW and its international partners. So. No more NGCW, no indie shows. Moxley will be in AEW and basically New Japan at this point, and that's it. Yep. Uh, maybe he might show up in uh, AAA, I guess, because they're partners as well.
1: But yeah, and hey, good for him. Good for him. He's the
0: ace of he is the ace of AEW. Period. Yep. So,
1: with all that said, we need to say a huge thank you to. McNarb Gaming here in Goshen, Mississippi, for allowing us to use this space. Mm -hmm. Come check them out. Thank you, Greg. Come check them out. They have everything that you might need for games and gaming-related accessories. Uh, Do you like D&D? They have a ton of D&D books, and let's expand it beyond D&D. They have a ton of tabletop role-playing game books and the dice if you're a dice goblin like me come check them out they have board games for all ages if you've only ever played the the monopolies the clues that kind of stuff come check out some of the board games here they've got a wall where you can pick, you know pick them and they got a huge great wall of everything you could ever think of pull a couple games down somebody here will be more than happy to play with you or show you how to play that game check them out tell them we sent you and pick up a game for you and your family to play.
0: Yeah, and while you're here in, in Gauche, run over to Big Dog Liquor, pick up yourself a bottle of something. Uh, it's got you know whiskey, obviously, mm-hmm. rums, yep, as well as wines, tequilas, vodkas, you name it. It's probably in there. If it's not, there's a good chance you can get it ordered. Um, those discounts for military and seniors on Wednesdays you can stack those discounts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, head over there, pick you up something there to go along with your game for your game nights. Um, Once you got all that, you've listened to us on the way home. You've heard what we've said. Go give our buddies at uh, Travelers on the Omnibus a listen. Uh, I believe their tagline is they are a field trip through nerd and pop culture, Mm -hmm. um, which is better than they do with our tagline.
1: (laughs) Uh, Do do we have a tagline? Shh. It's not
0: that shh. Um... (laughs) They, but that's what they talk about. They talk about nerd stuff. They talk about geek stuff. They talk about, you know, pop culture things. Uh, their most recent episode, which has been, I don't know if it's been, I don't think it's been released yet. It'll come out this week. Uh, they did a mixtape where each of them picked an album and made the other ones listen to that album and then
1: discussed why they liked it or, and more importantly, why they hated it and and this is the second time they've done this yes so you know go check out their back catalog Uh, 27
0: or so episodes i think right now yeah
1: yeah we were on there a couple weeks ago for their 25th episode where we talked about our top five wrestlers and you would be very surprised by that list i I think we were all very surprised i think we were even surprised by our own list when we actually sat down and did it Uh, so go check them out they are a great show a fun listen and uh, check out one of the guys on there does another podcast, Fearology, where he talks about his experience and relationship to the horror genre as a whole. And so go check out Jody and, and his podcast, Fearology.
0: And then finally, uh, if you've done listening to Jody on his talk about movies, specifically horror, go listen to Silence Your Cell Phones. Uh, Jarrett and Kevin talk about Newer movies, Netflix movies, bingeable content, that kind of stuff. Uh, they give a full rundown. One of their most recent episodes, they run down uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, which is an anime that came out on uh, Netflix, which I highly suggest you watch. It's awesome. Um, and that's coming from a guy who does not like anime. But they do that. They also do live shows uh, on YouTube sometimes. It's either Wednesday or Thursday. Um where you can watch them while they're doing the podcast, mm-hmm. if you if you've so are inclined. Um, but give them a listen too. With all that said, I do believe that is it for us. It was a it was a fun week of wrestling for the most part. We'll see what next week holds. Yep. Cheers. Cheers.